0: Hi, I'm Beck Rayner, and this is the Military Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, informs, and embraces the spouses beside the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets defence life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever and whenever you want. And with products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses, you'll wonder why you didn't join sooner. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. We've done MWDU quite a few times now, been together 20 years. So we've, we've done it for various reasons. So we've done MWDU. The first time was when I was still at university. We, we met when you were at ADFA and I was at uni in Canberra. And so you got your first posting when I was still at uni and you posted to Nauru. And then the second time was I moved to Sydney for my job and then you posted back to Nauru. So we sort of went different directions. And so we did MWDU between Sydney and Nauru. And then the next time I stayed in Sydney again for my career, and you went and posted back down to NARA. And then the fourth time was when you posted to Canberra for the one year, and then the posting to the ship in Sydney came up and deployments and all of, oh, yeah. all of the stuff that was related to that. So it was sort of like one year in Canberra and then two years in Sydney. So that was the most recent one. And now obviously you've posted back to Canberra. So we've done MWDU for various different reasons and diff- different life stages kind of thing. That's a lot of years yeah that's a lot of MWDU time I guess but like I said we've we've done MWDU for various different reasons and maybe the times where I stayed in Sydney and you went down to Nara it wasn't I wasn't staying in location c- because I had a support network it was more so because I was still you know in the thick of my career and establishing myself in in that sense and yeah, I had a good well, job that and, career. yeah yeah. The radio. yeah yeah so and I knew that you know it wouldn't be easy if I did down with you Tanara to get a job and in the position that I was in Mm -hmm. and and be able to follow my career that way whereas we're doing mwdu this time around because we have our own house we've got support networks we've got everything's sort of established it's just we've never wanted to be apart but there's been valid reasons behind you know when i stayed in one of the other times when i stayed in sydney was because we just bought a house in sydney and lots of different reasons one of the questions that some people that don't even consider mwdu and it's just not something that's in the realm of possibilities they it's just a given that they will move with the defence defenseman and they've made the decision not to separate their family or not to be a couple that lives apart. The question is from a lot of people that don't do MWDU, like, why do people choose MWDU? Like, why is that even an option for some people?
1: I guess it's been different for us because each time we've gone MWDU, the place that I've moved to has, hasn't been more than three hours away. I think even as we were just talking about Melbourne, it's a very, very different concept to consider going MWDU if, you know, if you were to stay in Darwin and I was going to Perth or basically anywhere where you had to fly. I guess every time we've got MWDU, it's become a weekend thing. And in recent times, it's, it's been a, a three-day weekend thing or a three-day at home thing but if it was gonna be, oh, I'd only see you once a month, to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure if I'd wanna do that. If I was gonna do that, it'd have to be because maybe if I was posted to a ship or if it was a deployment where even if I was home, I wouldn't really be home anyway. I could see that would make it a very much a, a viable concept. Although similar to our reasons at the start, I think because we didn't have the kids. It's funny, so we were at MWDU because we didn't have kids. So um, that allowed you to uh, do a job up in Sydney, well, I was, uh, when I was posted down in hour. Again, only three hours, so we still got to see each other on weekends. However, it's funny that uh, when it came to, when I went on C5000, I went down to the job in Canberra, then to the ship. The reason we went MWDU is because we did have kids. So it would have been interesting in that situation if we didn't have the girls, whether you would have come with me down to Canberra. That might have been a far more viable option. So I think when we talk about it, it it's very contextual.
0: I guess when it came to when we were first together, like by the time you went, we went MWDU the first time, We'd only been together six months when you posted. So it just wasn't, it wasn't even a a question that I would leave uni and post down with you. That just, that just was, that would never have come up for me because it just wasn't something that I would be willing to do for a guy, to be honest. Like we wouldn't even
1: recognize the factor anyway. Yeah.
0: So it's like, I wouldn't, we've always been slow in like we take our time like we were together five years before we got engaged we were together 10 years before we had kids like some people are together for six months and they're engaged already like and then a year later they're married and then a year later they've had a child like so for other people that would be a possibility that okay we've been together six months i will definitely be moving with you whereas for me like It was just never, I would never have moved for a guy being together six months and left my uni because I knew that, you know, it wasn't a possibility for me to continue my uni. They didn't have remote learning or anything like that when I was doing uni. So it just wasn't an option that I was going to stop what I was doing with uni and follow you down to narrow because there were no options for me down there kind of thing. So like the option was to live apart or sadly, we wouldn't have continued our relationship. And then when we did MWDU the second time, we'd come back together, we'd lived together in Collector, which is a little town between Goulburn and Canberra you worked in Canberra I worked in Goulburn so we you know we made it work like that was a great setup. we had a great time living in Collector but when an opportunity came up for me to move my career and further my career in Sydney it just wasn't an option that I wouldn't move away from you to follow what I wanted to do because we knew and we trusted our relationship enough that we knew that we were solid and that I could go to Sydney and you would then move to Nowra and we would see each other on weekends when we could because we both knew what we wanted, but we also both knew, like, and trusted each other and had that solid, I guess, base that we knew that we wanted to be together, but we also wanted each other to pursue our careers without question, without having to think, oh, well, I have to not take that opportunity in Sydney because Scott will be moving to Nara in six months and I need to be with him, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think that time, um, actually, it's funny when you, when you say it like that, when we're actually without kids. I was going to say when we were single, but basically we were just a couple without kids and we were unaccompanied. During that time, the jobs we were doing, it's not like even if we lived together for those jobs, we wouldn't have seen much of each other anyway because it was just so full on. So basically you go home, shower, eat sleep then go back to work say so, you know um, when I was at the squadron as a deputy or when I was I think when I was at FAU but that was a very very busy time at FAU um, because of the board of inquiry and things but you know even if we were living together like similar to when we were living together in Hammondville you didn't see much of me I mean I'd jump on the train at 4.30 in the morning and I'd get home at what at like 7 o'clock at night But it so was really that... so the good time was the weekend anyway and we could spend the whole weekend together because it wasn't you know let's say bad it's, it's great having kids and everything but it's not like there was uh, kids and domest- a lot of domestics and all that type of stuff during the weekends. So the weekends were the time we spent together anyway, which we still had.
0: But in saying that, like the experience of living in Sydney, and like you said, you leaving at 4.30 in the morning to catch the train to go into the city mm. and, you know, not getting back until... That that experience then showed us that, well, we don't want to post back to Sydney with kids because we know that we're not, we're oh, not yeah. going to see you. Like we're pretty much not going to see you anyway. So we knew that, that it just wasn't a possibility for us to to move back to Sydney with kids plus my experience in Sydney was that Sydney is a pretty lonely place in regard to connecting in with community because people are so spread out and you know like you said even when we were we didn't have kids in Sydney it's not like we were just going into the city on a Wednesday night it's like well yeah by the time we both finish work going into the city on a Wednesday night is like okay that's an hour train ride into the city yeah. okay yep we'll have dinner then we'll come back in then we've you know got to get up and do do the 430 trade and and at that stage I was working in radio so I was getting up at four in the morning anyway so I was like we didn't didn't even take advantage of being childless in Sydney because it's just yeah once you get into the routine of work you just kind of get in that routine where you're not even taking advantage of that location anyway so looking back at the MWDU and actually when you mentioned us having when we were back together when we were at MWDU and we had you know the whole weekend together I, I think you're like forgetting the time where actually when I worked in Sydney I worked on weekends when I was just first in the job and so when I came back I would come back on a Sunday afternoon and we actually only got a couple of hours on a Sunday night together and then you'd be at work on a Monday or Tuesday on my days off and then I'd drive back up on a Wednesday morning before my shift in Sydney so we really didn't really have that much time together during that time when I was doing that radio job so and yeah, it's like when yeah, I think okay. when I th- yeah. when I think back to it I'm like oh we really didn't get any time together for like six months a year that one was crazy but anyway like when you look back on the different times we've been MWDU, which one would you think out of, aside from the one that we're doing at the moment, like which one would you have said would have been the hardest one? You
1: know, I would have thought it would have been one of the ones, it would have been since we had kids, but I don't think it was. I think it was was probably when we got our first house. So basically, I think, yeah, I'd probably say that one. So I think when I was at the squadron and we had just bought the house at Hammondville and basically I'd uh, be working at squadron, then I'd come home, work on the house, then drive back to uh, Nowra at like 10 o'clock at night sometimes after working on the house.
0: I would say Probably the same. say that one. Yeah, I would yeah. say the same. Because, yeah, our whole weekends were just renovating. And, yeah, you weren't getting yeah. home until late on a Friday because of, yeah, it was just so busy in that job. And then, yeah, you were leaving late on a Sunday. But then also there wasn't, like, FaceTime was not a thing. Yeah. Um, texting really wasn't, like, a big thing.
1: The other part about that is we didn't really – um. So a lot of our social networks were pretty limited then as well, except for maybe some of your family up in Sydney and some of the guys from the radio
0: station. But uh... And the hard part was as well because... It wasn't as easy to connect in with the defense community. I didn't have spouse friends up in Sydney. But then also because you were coming home every... Like coming back to Sydney every weekend. It's not like we were catching up with your friends down in Nowra ever. So we never really had like a base where we had friends. Like it's not like when I came down to Nowra that we could catch up with your friends. And then when you came up to Sydney we could catch up with... like. We didn't really have like a connector. It was just like we were both living separate lives. Then when we came back together, all we wanted to do was spend time together. But then also we didn't really have a life outside of that.
1: I guess I don't really appreciate the whole connecting you with the workplace as well. Like because we just came out of ADFA where we all had a whole bunch of common friends. Most of them, you know, being ADFA uh, and your uni friends, yet in those first few postings, it wasn't really, as a junior a lieutenant or sub-lieutenant, I do not really think enough about, oh, okay, no, no, we should have, hey, come and catch up with so-and-so. And I guess we just didn't really do the family barbecues and things. Like, it wasn't until I was at FAU when you thought, oh, you know, um, without, first thing we'll do, um, you know, within a week of posting in the unit, invite everyone over for a barbecue. But the dip- yeah. also
0: the difference for back then as well was that it was, there were more... I guess dining in nights, balls, mess mm. functions, and things like that, and that's where I would meet other spouses and connect with them. And then, you know, when I did eventually move down to Nara I already had a, f- a friend that I knew, kind of thing. But those types of events, as well, also then connected me to your job. Yeah. Oh, and then also at some stage you still lived on board, and so I stay. I would stay oh, with right. you Canberra on board, Flats. and yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, even though. We didn't have like that friend base or I didn't have like a big spouse network kind of thing at that stage. There were still little points that still connected me to your job and what you were doing sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely say that 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 MWDU experience was the hardest and that and obviously it was the hardest because we ended I like I ended up making the decision to move down yeah. to leave my job and, and move down to like a part-time job which ended you know a couple of weeks after I ended up moving they then lost their funding for that job and that that part was made redundant so then I had to drive to Wollongong for that job so I was like
1: which is like halfway to where we (laughs) used to live anyway
0: (laughs) Anyway, but yeah. Oh, the
1: other point about that is I think when we were unaccompanied then, we were so focused on spending time together, um, say when we did have time together, that we didn't really think about socializing with people outside of us. And I think that sort of made us a little bit, I guess we sort of became a bit isolated and it meant that on the weekends, yep, we had each other. But then during the week, we were sort of like these little lone planets out there just sort of working yeah didn't yeah, even socialize that much elsewhere either because I mean it's like yeah we'll make plans for the weekend because oh no no I've got to catch up with Beck on the weekend
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah I definitely feel that and then also because like I mentioned I didn't have that spouse network um and I hadn't at that stage been able to connect into the defense community so I didn't actually even know what that support would mean once I found it That, you know, that made it even, I guess, that loneliness during the week was amplified even more because I felt like I was... like going through that completely alone and that, like, why mm. am I going through these feelings? Because I hadn't even connected in with someone that's like, oh, yeah, I also feel that or, yeah, that it, that is really hard to do that kind of thing because I was only connecting in with people through my work and none of them were military spouses. So it was like I was coming to work and it's like, oh, yeah, that must be hard living a- apart from your husband or your fiancé at that stage. But, you know, behind past those words of, yeah, it must be hard living apart there was no sort of understanding or anyone that I could connect with in regard to what that actually meant. Whereas even now, like maybe we don't catch up with our friends and our connections in NARA when you're back on the weekends, but it's knowing that they are there. Whereas when in Sydney, I didn't even have that. So it's like just sort of knowing that you have those connections and support from people that understand is sometimes enough, even if you don't call on them or connect with them every you know weekend kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so if we go back, it almost... Almost may have thought of actually doing a bit more effort just to, rather than just you and I heading out to Darling Harbour type of deal. Actually make a bit more of an effort to catch up with someone else that you'd be able to catch up with during the week. That's something, if I could go back, that's something you'd probably consider. And...
0: So we've talked about how we text each other in the mornings, at night, before we go to bed. Um, you obviously FaceTime with the girls every night to say goodnight. You know, we have those kind of things in place. But what is our communication like while we're apart? I feel like maybe we don't have enough actual conversations or FaceTimes or conversations on the phone as much as what we would have previously. But I guess that's because it's you're now calling the girls and FaceTime with the girls and we text during the day and we know if there's anything major, like I'll call you kind of thing. But I don't think we probably set aside enough time to actually have proper Conversations, as opposed to me just having a couple of minutes before the girls talk to you, or but what would you say our communications like, and why is it important to keep communicating, and do you think we could improve?
1: Yeah, we could improve. I think it's good, but um, I think one of the challenges is that there's certain topics I don't I won't, I'll hold off on discussing until the weekend to actually give it context. Say, um, if I heard something about a, a potential posting or something like that, like that, oh, the murmurings of a potential posting, it's not so good to drop that in a two minute conversation before the girls are going, what? And then sort of, then nothing for another four days until I come home. So I guess that's that would be a challenge.
0: So there are actual topics that you think, oh, I'm not even going to bring that up because. Yeah. that needs to be face to face kind of thing or yeah or no.
1: say something like um if i was gonna plan to do an event like um oh you know uh, a band's coming into sydney i might go up to that i might not tell you about that band coming into sydney until the weekend because uh the context of saying hey you know what in f- two months time instead of coming home to see you and the girls i'm gonna go out and uh, go see uh, iron maidens and then may, it might get to the end of the weekend and go oh I didn't talk about that. Oh, I'll leave it for another week. So I can see how certain things might stew over time. So that's that's an extra challenge.
0: Also, like on my end, the conversations have probably not been as many as what we may have had previously. It's just because by the end of the day, like I'm just tired. I don't really want to talk, but I do want to talk to you, but I'm just tired. Like whereas, you know, if we live There's lived conversations
1: t- you'd have in bed otherwise. Yeah, normally. if we it's lived together, just, we'd yeah.
0: be sitting on the couch and we'd just be talking about it, but we'd also be out of, be relaxing and you know watching a show at the same time like sort of thing it feels like you know when you live apart all your attention when you're talking on the phone goes to that kind of thing and not mm. saying that you don't have time for each other but yeah by the end of the day but then in saying that is also like you know you said that you get to go to work and you chat to people i work by myself i work from home mm. kind of thing so like I also do want to talk to people because I some days I don't even get to talk to another adult. So it's like the balance between I'm tired by the end of the day and I really don't want to talk. But then also I haven't spoken to another adult and I actually do want to talk. But it's like, yeah.
1: I just want to graze talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. In between TikToks or something like that, I might want to bring something up for about two minutes.
0: So how do we make sure that the kids are coping with MWDU and living apart.
1: I think it's important like uh, it's good taking uh, taking the girls down in Canberra next next weekend. So it's the same as when we were in Sydney to actually find those opportunities where we could take them up to the apartment. So have
0: a positive connection to where you're posted to and why where you're away like that you know at least when we go there it's fun and there's different things that we can explore and yeah. Exactly.
1: And it's not just Dad disappearing. They actually see where he's going. Similar to when I was on the ship, and you know, we brought him up and we got him on board the ship to have a look around. I guess in the video talks out with that as well. As far as going, oh yeah, Dad's still there. He's in Canberra. He's not somewhere weird.
0: And then also like. We make sure that we let school know what's going on and we've got a great DSM Defence School mentor that looks out for the girls and is aware of what's going on. Yeah, and the
1: parent-teacher nights, like, were, uh, we're able to Zoom in. Because, I mean, the girls, they might sort of note that in passing, but I think it makes a big difference for them to know that it wasn't just mum talking to the teacher, it was mum and dad talking to the teacher, uh, which is also the reason why I like taking them to school on a Friday. Because even when I was working out an hour, I was only really picking them up on a Friday afternoon. I was never really taking them to school. Uh, whereas even though now I'm working in Canberra, I actually drive them to school and pick them up. You know, I actually see the teachers now and again. Uh, I see some of the other parents. So I think that meshes in their minds as well, where, you know, dad is still present in some way and he still has, um, I, I guess going back to that connections thing, like they're able to observe that I've got connections with their teachers. I've got connections with other parents. Therefore, I'm more connected with them and their lives in their school.
0: And you marched down here for Anzac Day. You didn't march in Canberra, like just those little things. But I guess we focus more on those things because you are MWDU and you you aren't here all the time that, you know, yeah, like you said, it's important that you zoom into the parent teacher catch ups and it's putting the effort in to make sure that I include you in those things. And Don't just assume that you aren't able to participate in those things because you're away, but um, you're also making the time and making sure that that's a priority, that you work around those things as well and make sure that you try and get to those things as much as possible. So question from the military life community was, do I find MWDU easier than Scott being away on ship? So being obviously not able to come back on a weekend. So when you deployed on the ship and you were gone for the six months, Nine out of 10 defense spouses wish they found out about Defense Bank sooner. Okay, I might've just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning and currently has a rating of 4.8 out of five in both the app and Google Play Store. It does everything a big bank app does with cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, pin change functionality, savings roundup, spend tracker, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a defence bank branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia, and with many of their branch staff a defence spouse or partner, you'll be talking to someone who just gets it. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. Do I find it easier you coming home every weekend or was it easier? Like, would I rather pick a six month deployment where you're away six months, but then you're home or would I pick MWDU and that's a tricky one because I feel like and we've talked about this before that when you were posted to the ship that we had more connection to the navy and we had more I guess buy-in to what you were doing and as a family we felt like you know oh as a family we're doing this great thing and you're going off and you're going on a ship and you're doing this amazing thing and and we got to come on the ship and I met your boss, and like they had different family things where the family was included, and different ways of connecting. And of the the CEO of the ship uh, would sometimes post via the Facebook page and stuff, and keep families informed and stuff like that. Whereas when you're MWDU, you're not not away for all of that time, and there's not as much need for that connection to your job. But it's sort of like we're sort of we're here, but we're not connected to the base down here because you're not posted to the base but you're in Canberra, but we're not connected to the base in Canberra. So we don't really have that connection kind of thing. So, you know, even though you're away for the six months straight, like we felt more of part of the defense community and more included kind of thing. Whereas MWDU, it it doesn't necessarily always feel that way.
1: It's not nearly as cool. Like, you know, I try to drive around Russell. Hey, look, there's Russell officers or there's Camel Park. Yeah, I want to get back to the apartment now. It wasn't quite as cool as, uh, hey, look, there's a ship.
0: But yeah, I would definitely say that the setup that we've got MWDU with you being able to be home three nights a week. And that wouldn't have always been possible in past jobs because, you know, you weren't as far along in your career. You different requirements of the jobs. I think we've got the best possible situation for MWDU. But I feel like... The difference between M W D U and you being away on a ship is that I know that you're away on the ship. Mm. Whereas M W D U is you feel like they're only two and a half hours away, but they're two and a half hours away and It's an that,
1: inconvenience, it's not a necessity.
0: Uh, well, yeah, and but then also you like like you said, it's like, oh, they're way on this Doing this cool thing on the ship, kind of thing, and it's like what the navy's all about, rah, rah, rah. It's like, yeah, he's in he's in Canberra at a desk job. So it's like, <laughs> but he needs to be at that desk job because that's his posting, kind of thing. But I feel like when you know that someone's away on a ship and that they can't come home at the end of the week, kind of thing, you just kind of you don't rely on them to do things for you. You don't rely on them coming home, or you just kind of just get on with it. You do do everything yourself, kind of thing but you know that there's an end date to that. Whereas MWDU goes for longer and even though less is required of you, but it's, it's longer and it's, you know, could get extended and yeah, mm-hmm. there's different pluses and minuses. What do you feel?
1: Well, being away with a six month stretch is definitely harder. I think it makes it easy to accept while you're doing it though. It, it's, I guess, MWDU, particularly after 12 months, you sort of sick back or, you know, when you're halfway driving home, you go, well, how am I doing this? Like, you know, what uh, why don't, if it is only for a desk, why is the desk job over there and our house over here? We should combine those two. There's very good reasons why not to, but it's just one of those when you're tired and you're fatigued from the situation, you, you do come to doubt much quicker, as opposed to at least when you're on a ship or, you know, I'm sure with the army guys or raffies with aircraft overseas or whatever, they're like, you know, there's a reason why they're not at home.
0: Another question from the military life community is what is the hardest part of MWDU? Like, what do you find... The hardest part.
1: The admin, that that's a pain, but probably not the hardest part, but it's a pain. Anything they make to make it easier would be appreciated. I think it's it's that fatigue. So it'd be about, you know, after after a time, like, you know, whether it's halfway through or whether it's six months in or, or 10 months in, there's those times where you sort of just sit down and, you know, you've got like that duffel bag just follows me around everywhere. Like I've got it. You know, when I'm down in the apartment, it just sits at the end of the bed. The only time when you guys come down, I'll move to the other side of the bed scene and trip over it.
0: So living out of a bag, really, because you don't don't ever unpack.
1: No. I'll put some things out, um, but most of the time I'll just have it all in that duffel bag. And that gets a pain. And so routine's good. But sometimes when you get tired and... You know, I've got everything in the bag. Okay, where was that shirt? Oh, it's in the bottom of the duffel bag. You know, I've only been wearing two shirts for the last month because they're the ones who are always on top of the bag. But I know if I unpack that that shirt I want to wear is going to be at the other place. Or I buy too much of a wardrobe and I've got two full wardrobes that I need to combine at the end of the posting. So, um, yeah, probably the hardest. Or sorry. And sometimes when you sort of look at that in the bag and you actually think, ah, you're in a quiet apartment. There's like no one else around. And you're sort of like, you know, you're sort of, I'm actually a family man now. I have a wife and two kids and normally complaining about all the noise and the gibbering and all that type of stuff. But there are times there when you're in the apartment, you're going to, why am I sitting here by myself in a two bedroom apartment? This isn't where I'm supposed to be at at this point in life.
0: Some days I think, well, if something was to happen to one of us tomorrow kind of thing, would we have been happy that we were living apart or would we have been, did we spend good time together on the weekend? Mm. And obviously that's very morbid, but, but then that would then go to what, why are we living apart? Because if something did happen to, to me tomorrow, would it have been worth it? Would this job have been worth it? Would this house have been worth it? Would all of these things have been worth it to have not spent time mm. together and then something happened? But then you have to then go back to, well, then there's all of these reasons why we've picked MWDU and these are all the reasons. And then I then also go to, well, if we were to move to be with you tomorrow, that's not a simple process either, because if we wanted to sell our house, it's not at the stage where we could sell it. It's if if we wanted to move to Canberra, we know that there's a housing shortage, DHA housing shortage. And if we wanted to buy, it's very expensive. Like there's just so many things that you're like, well, it's not easy either of those decisions are not easy. So yeah. it's like, yeah. So then it just gets too complicated. And I go, it's fine. We're doing fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also like on the flip side, what is the best part about it being MWDU? Obviously we want to live together, but what is the best part? I
1: think the quality of the time we spend together goes up.
0: Yeah, because you it's- do get into the position. Like we all got scooters for Christmas Was that last year or the year before? I can't remember now. But we did that because we knew that that would be an activity that we could all do as a Mm. family and that, you know, when you are home on weekends. that that... So it's something that we can all do that's fun and we can get out and get fresh air and go to different locations. But we may not necessarily have pushed ourselves to do that when you were living at home as much as what we would because it's like, oh, well, we can do that anytime. But it's like when you have the option of doing it anytime, Sometimes you don't do it.
1: Yeah, and the other part of the quality is that it puts a separation between work and home. So I haven't brought much work home for the weekends. I can't think of any straight off. I think there might be once or twice where I've checked on something on the computer, but it it does put a really distinct line between work and home, which is good.
0: Previously, we had bigger gaps between doing MWDU. Do you feel like that we got a chance to, I guess, transition back to living together before you moved again? Because when you came back, you were back for two years. And in those two years, it was COVID. So a lot happened during that time. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of lockdowns, being at home together, frustration, like lockdowns meant spending time together, but it also meant that you couldn't get out and about and actually use that time because you you didn't have a point where you weren't working. Like some people obviously went into lockdown and they great, I'm going to use this time to bake bread and all that sort of stuff. Nothing changed for you. Defence still kept operating as usual. You still had a job to do. I still, like my work, pretty much doubled because of the needs of the community. Then we had homeschooling and all that sort of stuff. So The work it wasn't, actually
1: got longer just yeah. because of inefficiency. Yeah. yeah, it
0: really wasn't like we had this two years of together and transitioning back and everything being like okay let's get back into a family life routine it was very uncertain for those two years so do you feel like we got a chance to catch our breath before you moved away and did mWdu again yeah,
1: family wise yes i think it was good i felt like i was reestablished back at the home for two years but i was just thinking it just oh, it feels like the, those two years went so quickly but i do feel pretty comfortable how i in the home like you know it's not like it's not like i'm a stranger to the girls or anything like that and That was good. I think part of the homeschooling did help with that a little bit as well because we got to spend more time with each other, as great as that was. But one thing I did find frustrating, I guess it was was probably, and it wasn't nearly as important as family is, but I felt a little bit frustrated I didn't get as much done on the house or around the house as I would have liked. I I didn't get as much done on the car. I didn't get as much done in the gardens. I found that a little bit frustrating.
0: And, of course, the situation now is that when you come home it's for limited time and we don't necessarily want to spend our time doing that stuff even though we know we want that stuff done and it feels good to get jobs and stuff done but it's then takes up the whole weekend and we don't necessarily want to spend our whole weekend doing that
1: but it's nice i guess maybe trying to get that routine back in there where you know try and get two or get two or three hours a week on the car but make sure i spend most of saturday with the girls or you know the occasional saturday spend uh, six hours in the garden like because you know um and sort of putting in bite-sized chunks. Whereas I guess the two years that I was actually living here, I just felt exhausted every day, like, you know, just from that that inefficiency of work and, you know, balancing with the school, schooling and things. But then just trying to work from home with such a slow internet connection... I feel we'd transition back, as good as it could have been.
0: So finance-wise, how do you think MWDU works out with allowances and stuff like that? Like, what are the hidden costs of MWDU that sometimes, like obviously we've done it a few times, that people don't anticipate sometimes in regard to just having two households, even though Defence covers your rent and like you know it's not supposed to be out of pocket for you and you get reimbursed for electricity and and all those types of things like what are some of the hidden costs that you
1: well for electricity you it's not uh you don't get refunded all your electricity there is a limit on that I like it's um i think it's 64 dollars a month or thereabouts so there is a limit on that and you're in um, Canberra. So if you're in Canberra, <laughs> and the heater was busted. or so, oh, sorry, the heater, one heater wasn't working. So I was probably using le- a little bit more electricity. So I ended up paying 50 bucks out of pocket for the last bill, which you can put in for and actually ask DHA to make it discretionary and, and pay back. But for the sake of $50, I'll just wear thicker pajamas yeah, rather than... Paperwork.
0: Oh, that's the other thing, bedding, having two sets of bedding. Obviously, we yeah. do the whole... When we first did MWDU, we had two sets of furniture and we you know you would move all of the stuff that you needed down but we've chosen to do furnished apartments now which is much easier but even with a furnished apartment even with them coming with cutlery and all that sort of stuff you still need to bring sheets and pillows and bedding and camera's cold and you know that yes that's not a big deal but it still costs money to set up an apartment with all of that kind of stuff towels and
1: yeah for sure uh, and I guess a, uh, a furnished apartment's not always going to be an option for everyone. Like, to be honest, there's a, so when we're on a company as a lieutenant, and particularly a lieutenant in Nara, it wasn't really an option. And also, uh, dogs. So remember when you were in Sydney and I was down here, I actually ended up, I was renting a three bedroom house down here at Nara with a 800 square meter lawn. So there was just a ridiculous amount of time to actually maintain that house that I was renting as well as the home that we had up in Sydney.
0: And that was just so you could have the dogs down here.
1: Yeah, just so uh, we get Sally and Ralph down here.
0: I guess one of the hidden costs is when kennels. we had the dogs. When I would come to Canberra with the girls, we'd have to book the dogs into kennels because they're just not apartment dogs and, yeah, we didn't have them approved to have, have them in the apartments and we wouldn't have brought them to an apartment anyway.
1: And then in our context, because I'm driving home every weekend, so there's those vehicle costs, so which we offset by going salary sacrifice. But it's also, you know, that's the reason why we don't have the bombing old Commodore anymore is that we've got, you know, we kept the Volkswagen because I'd be driving it so much. So... And we haven't done, any, haven't done any tires this one, but remember, I, was, I think I was replacing at least two tires a year, uh, when I well, two tires in that year that I was down there uh, before I went to the ship.
0: And I guess the difference as well between now and Canberra, there's not public transport options, whereas if... If we didn't have a second car and we didn't want to do that, like when you were in Sydney, you could just you catch, catch train. the train and yeah. there were options for trains coming and going kind of thing. Whereas if, you, if we didn't want to have a second car and you wanted to do public transport from Canberra, it'd be a bus. But would those times work in when you wanted to come home on a Thursday night? Well, Not I think if-
1: it's a bus to Batemans Bay. Then a bus from Bateman's Bay to hour, it's like a four or a six hour trip.
0: Yeah, but would that yeah. necessarily work if you were going to come home on a Thursday night? No. like no, i got yeah. No. Yeah. So, like, really, there's no option but for us to have a second car and mm. for us to maintain that second car and then obviously petrol for a second car. Like you said, tires, all of that sort of stuff. So... Yes, we've chosen to do MWDU and that is an offset of that. But it's just, you know, those things that you don't necessarily think about in regard to those types of things costing you money when you're living apart. And then obviously when the girls and I come to stay in Canberra, we end up spending a bit of money because we want to get out and about and explore the location and we want to do things that make them have that positive connection with the location that you're living in away from us. Not that you have to do that, but yeah, it's just different things that you don't necessarily think about are going to come up and cost money. So all in all, what's your verdict on how we're going with MWDU right now and what's the plan for the future? Like when are you going to find out about your next posting? Like what are we thinking there's a big pause and it's like, ah, that's yeah. a conversation for next weekend, Beck.
1: <laughs> nah, I honestly don't think I'll, I won't have any posting locked up. I don't really expect much more than six months notice for postings. Um, It's just, it's just never really happened.
0: Have we ever had any more than six months notice? Post- uh, I don't know other than this time, whether we have had, like this one was the most amount of notice that we've had. Sometimes we wouldn't find out until like October.
1: Yeah, six months is the longest, I think two months is the shortest
0: but your verdict on mwdu is you you're happy for it to keep going the way it's going with the three days three nights at home like you think it's all operating as it as best as it could
1: yes but i don't expect i expect it to be get getting pretty fatiguing come mid next year
0: how important is it to you and how much peace of mind does it give you if you know that I'm looking after myself you you know that I'm you know I've got my appointments with my psychologist booked in you know that I you know I'll obviously go for my regular appointments with my Cairo. like just different things that obviously go into making sure that I'm okay you know my exercise has dropped off and you know that I'm checking back in with my GP about making sure that my iron levels are at the level that they you know how important is it to you that I'm doing all those things to make sure that I'm not going to get to the point where it's like, I'm not doing great. Or even if, you know, I'm just in a low mood, like how much does that impact you being a part and that playing on your mind?
1: No, for sure. hundred percent. Definitely very important that, uh, that you look after yourself. Because when you are fighting it harder, that doubles the fatigue and that that's where everything just goes exponentially uh, worse and worse and worse. And I think that's also worthwhile, uh, say on the weekends, where we need to concentrate on the quality of our time together and sometimes to increase the quality of our time. Oh, to increase the quality of not only our quality of time together but our quality of time apart so if that means that um you need time during the weekend that we're together then, then we need to be able to go oh look if it means for three hours on a saturday that you do back only things and that's what keeps you going for the next week then i think we should invest in that whether that be fitness or yeah it's unfortunate like and with the psych i know you've got that good relationship with um the the current one that you met through open arms it's unfortunate that um, he doesn't find it viable to uh, continue his relationship with Open Arms due to the administrative burden um, that's placed on that program. Uh, if that means we need to pay out of pocket, I'd rather pay out of pocket to make sure that you're getting the best care there.
0: Which is what we're doing. And, and I think 100% for that. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Scott, and talking about MWDU and all that we've experienced, I guess, as part of MWDU in, in the past and at the moment. Probably be best to check back in with each other when like you said we're getting to the point where you think we're going to be fatiguing which is like late next year but I guess at that point we'll know whether you're going to be coming back to us or whether we'll we might be moving to be with you or whether you might be extending MWDU so we'll see what happens by then
1: oh sure thank you (laughs) (laughs) I could probably say um about podcasts like binging your podcasts what in driving, like in oh, the driving before I review. went to, before I went to Audible and I was uh like I finally downloaded Audible and listened to books so now I hear about you know Warhammer forty thousand so I get all that nerd stuff in that uh, you don't fully appreciate but I did binge what I binged was it seventy episodes <laughs> no no it wasn't that many no I think it wouldn't started... be that
0: many because you listen to my podcast regularly don't yeah, you yeah.
1: well I listened up to ninety four wink wink <laughs> yeah so ninety I think I did ninety four to one hundred twenty six as a binge
0: so you got another four to or fun yeah. to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, I see listen to this. So what is the point here that you're just encouraging people to listen to the podcast or what are you doing?
1: Well, it's actually, it's worthwhile listening to them in a binge. When you listen to them all together, you actually see all the common uh, points that actually come up. It's actually quite interesting.
0: Do you feel like that listening to the spouse perspective has actually helped you? And you like every day, like yeah, yeah, for sure. seeing, seeing things differently, you know, different people coming up to you with different issues at work. Like, you know, there's things that you may never have thought about or situations that other people have been in will be in that you now have a little bit of perspective from listening to the podcast
1: yeah yeah, for sure I have to be I've I've got to be careful sometimes around the lunchroom or whatever because a lot of um, spouses there go oh I totally know right I hate it when they do that or when you don't hear the posting sometimes it's easy just not knowing and just you know I have to go (laughs) up and go right or um or, you know, never even thought about joining with the local community. And when you did, you probably went, oh, my gosh, why did not I do that earlier? No. But
0: it's definitely given you that different perspective. And no, no, I guess sure. even broadened how you relate to different things through work and then also relate to different people and the different situations that they they are experiencing.
1: No, that's really good.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for adding to the talent pool by coming on the podcast and <laughs> and answering my questions and the community's questions.
1: Oh, thanks for having me again.
0: How'd you find that?
1: Uh, hopefully, it doesn't take too long to edit. Plus, did I mumble watch? No.
0: Thank I'm not a mumbley voice. Thanks. Thanks okay. for coming on.